Guys, welcome back. This is the Relaxed Running Podcast. I'm Tyson Popplestone. Glad that you are here. I hope you're feeling super refreshed after a uh, Christmas, New Year break period. I know I am. I, uh, I told you guys last week that I've recently moved with my wife and little man to Point Lonsdale, which is a little coastal town about half an hour out of Geelong in Victoria. Um, so I've been just trying to fit in here, grow my hair long, pretend I can surf, go for runs along the beach. It's, uh, it's a nice little change up. I think we're iron off 37 degrees today, so I've just sort of shut the window, shut the doors, and just keeping cool till this afternoon. Um, I love this time of year. It's so nice just to come back into the new year and, uh, you know, feeling fairly refreshed, feeling ready to go. So I really hope that it's the same deal for you as well. Hey, before I introduce today's guest, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up that we are now offering, we, I am now offering personalized training programs at relaxrunning.com. So if you've got an event that you'd like to train for, if you'd like to improve your fitness, um, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, other, jump over to relaxrunning.com, hit the training programs link and see if there's something there that we might be able to help you with. As I said, I'm not just throwing out generic training plans for you guys. I'd like to have a chat, pick your brain, find out about your goals and then personalize a plan for you and then obviously uh, work alongside you as you plan for that particular event. Um, I'm not going to do endless amounts of them though. So just uh, as a bit of a heads up, I'll probably accept about 20 requests for training programs because otherwise it's just so much paperwork and that's definitely not what I want. However, 20 seems like a good number that uh, that we can work closely enough together. I can give you all the time that you need and, uh, and I can really put some effort into making a good training program for you. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, jump over to relaxrunning.com and have a look at the training plans there. Also, um, just more for people that you know, assuming that you're a distance runner, this is probably for a friend or a family member or whatever, we also have an AFL running membership uh, for international listeners. I'm not sure that's going to be relevant to you. For you in Australia, um, we have training programs for every player position all throughout the footy season, specifically through pre-season. So that's open for about another two weeks. So if you know anyone who might benefit from that, please let them know to check out relaxrunning.com. And we've just released one uh, for field hockey, a pre-season running program for field hockey. I've been putting some work into that over the last couple of months. I've had the great man, the balance runner, have a look over it. I don't know if you know this, but he was an international hockey player for, for years living over in Europe. There's some good YouTube clips of him. You should you should check that out. So he's had a look, giving me some feedback, and uh, we're really personalizing that for the hockey players. So if you know anyone who could benefit from running training uh, for their pre-season hockey and their hockey season, please let them know. That's about it in that regards. Today's guest, this is one we recorded a couple of months ago. Uh, Brett Robinson had just ran his Australian half marathon record at the time we recorded this. And uh, I've had a couple of I had a couple of people who are fans of the show ask specifically for marathon advice. So I thought this was originally a members podcast. I wanted to release it day, uh, today just for, for those of you who are really interested in improving your marathon. You wanted to hear from the best on how they do it. This is a great one for you. So uh, it's amazing that even after 20 years in the sport, a conversation like this, you can just leave going, ah, I really like that particular um, facet of their training or their approach. And uh, it's a constant tinkering process, isn't it? So it's always nice to hear the opinions of other marathon runners, not least one of the best marathon runners Australia's seen. Brett Robinson. So, guys, hey, sit back, relax, enjoy this one, and uh, and I'll be back at you next week. Remember, check out those programs at relaxrunning.com, and if I can be of any help to you planning for your next event, get in touch.
I've, I've read a lot of research and I've heard a lot of opinions, but to have a bloke like yourself who's actually been there, you've done it, um, yeah, you run the Olympics for it, is, is helpful. So mm. I thought I'll just fire a few questions at you and, uh, and, and you just tell us sort of what your, your experience has been okay. and, um, and what you've noticed worked, hasn't worked, is, is rubbish, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the first thing I was curious about, and I was thinking this at the gym yesterday, um, I'm trying to create like a bit of a marathon program for myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, October, Melbourne Marathon, um, hoping to run about two hours 45 if I, if I go really well. But at the moment, so what are we now? What month is it? March. March yeah. So at the moment, I've just got like a, I'm just doing a bit of a foundation thing. I still do a long run, like 25K on a Sunday, um, just one run a day. But what, like, what are the major differences for you between like your day-to-day training and your specific marathon preparation? Yeah. And when does that specific marathon preparation start? Yeah, yeah. So for me, uh, most marathon preps have started maybe about 12, 10 weeks out from the, the actual race. And so obviously you've got to take in as well, like a, you have a week taper at the end of that as well, or maybe even a 10-day taper. So um, yeah, so 12 weeks out, I'll then start doing some kind of marathon sessions. Um, I usually start with a, so my, uh, for me, the, yeah, the basic principle, my Thursday sessions are marathon sessions. They start off with, uh, say, 7 by 3 k at marathon pace. Then the next week it's like um, 6 by um, 4 k I guess. And yeah. yeah, it kind of just like, yeah. it goes up, so you're doing longer reps. Oh, 6 by 4 minutes? Uh, no, sorry? sorry. So the first one is... Six by three k, and oh, then five, yeah. and then five yeah. by four k, yeah. um, and then four by five k, two by ten k, one by twenty k, probably. Um, so it's the reps are gone uh, longer, and so th- that's how it's making it harder. But hopefully, as you get into that two by ten k, you're getting way better at the pace. Um, you're still running the exact same pace you were for those first ones, um, but feeling more comfortable doing it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like a little. And in between that, we might put in a, a few different sessions. Like uh, we do 20K of K on K off where it's like marathon pace and then maybe 15 seconds slower. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's actually pretty a, a bit of a hard one because um, it's just con- that continuous effort. And then, yeah, so that, that's kind of like the main sessions and, and how they go. And then obviously on a Sunday, I'm building up my long run. So my first one might be two hours I might, before marathon training I might be running close to two hours or hour 45 and then I'll go like two hours 15 two hours 20 two hours 30 get up to probably two hours 40 um, we should be for like 40k for me so sure so yeah. your your longest run that you'll hit before a marathon is about 40k 40 um, I, we do one session um, about maybe two or so weeks that will be about 43k in total but yeah my longest continuous long run is is uh 40k yeah and how far before your actual marathon race would you do that that long one um so the, the long session or the oh sorry the actual actually both i'd be interested yeah yeah to know. so yeah. i'd say um i would probably do a few 40k runs um say maybe like six weeks out five weeks out four weeks out and then maybe three weeks out and then two weeks out i'd probably do this session which is like um, th- this is the one I did before London. It was, uh, I think 15 K just easy. So, uh, like normal running pace for me. Um, and then I usually change into flats, like I do as quick as possible. So it's trying to be continuous. And then I'll do, uh, I did a 10 K, uh, marathon pace or maybe even a little bit quicker and then a K jog and then 20 minutes of minute on minute off. 
and then a K jog and then 5K pretty much as hard as I can go. And then, well, like as hard as I can go as in not going to the well, but like I want to run hard. Yeah. Like feeling what I'm going to feel like at the end of a marathon. And then maybe 2K worn down. So in total, that's going to be about 43K for me. Um, and, and that's my last fairly hard thing after that it's kind of everything's gone back down it's about starting to feel good so sure. that's that's two, maybe two and a half weeks out before yeah awesome man so um up until say your your 10 to 12 week specific build-up starts yeah um are you just is your main goal just to be consistent with the with the weekly training that you are doing so you still do like a maybe what two hours or hour 45 or, or what what is your sunday run look like just on an average week yeah um, in comparison um, to a specific builder it, it depends what i'm doing because like it, say um sometimes i'm running track and so if i'm doing track then my long, long run will be 90 minutes to somewhere two hours depending what i have coming up um if i am getting ready for half marathon i might go to 210 215 um but yeah usually somewhere around that 145 to for, to two hours i'd say is, is a normal long run for me yeah and are you are you trying to run that at a certain pace at that stage or are you just you're just like all right this is i just got to get this done yeah i just i go out and run to see how i'm feeling if, if i'm tired i run easy if i'm uh, feeling good i might get rolling but i don't i make no conscious effort to uh in those runs to um yeah to, to run any certain pace in marathon training that's where i might go all right after two hours, I'm then gonna like start picking it up and and be rolling fairly fast at the end. Ah, uh, interesting. Because one of the things that I've been struggling not to, because October is so far away, I'm thinking, oh man, imagine how fit I could get if yeah. I if I start increasing the pace now and start running a little bit further and a little bit faster. Yeah. But maybe a, a better idea would just be okay, just like hold hold the leash on yourself a little bit, and then say twelve weeks out. Go all right. Now it's like you can you can start to intensify some of those longer sessions. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like, especially in my first few marathon preps, is I was like during it, I'm like, I couldn't do more than twelve weeks of this anyway. Like, I, I was like, I'm, like, I'm getting really tired. Like, it, I feel like this is taking a toll on my body. Where um, now I'm getting a bit better at it, so I, I'm fine. But yeah, I think the best way to approach it is all right. Let's try to get better at running, like whatever. Like my long run, let's get better at that. And then in that last ten weeks, it's like all right. Now that I'm good at that, let's try to be getting what I can out of it in that last 30 minutes or something like that and yeah. actually trying to hit it. Yeah, okay. And then, like, when it does come to your taper, how, how long did you say your taper is? Say, say if your race stays on a Saturday, like, how far before that Saturday does your taper start and, and what does that taper sort of look like? Yeah, I'd say um, about 10 days before is definitely when things start to, um, like, yeah, taper off. But uh, I'd still, I'm still doing good work, like, uh, a week before, I was still probably doing a 90-minute run, um, just easy. Uh, and then, uh, so say so usually, say my marathon's always been on a Sunday. So like that Sunday before I do a 90-minute run, that Tuesday I'll do maybe, I think I did 5 by K um, instead of the usual 8 by K. And then on the Thursday, depending on travel, I'll do maybe like a 10-minute threshold. But And then the Friday will be a 20-minute run. Um, Saturday will be a 20 minute run yeah, so okay. like those last few days were very easy but um, yeah it's kind of just, yeah 10 days I'd say yeah and I know this is it's such a personal um, and, and it's going to change from person to person but like your just your general training your long runs your jogs and things like that what, what shoe are you running these in? Uh, yeah 
I, I, to be honest, I wear a lot of different shoes at the moment. Like I wear, so I was wearing the Vomero, which I don't really wear anymore because I don't like the new ones as much. Um, so at the moment I wear Pegasus, Pegasus Turbo, um, and the Infinity React, which are these, the new, um, shoe that Nike just brought out. So they're the three I wear. If, oh, yesterday I ran in my Peg Turbo for my long run. Um, I'll, yeah, I would probably wear that or the Pegasus for my long run. And then my other, I just alternate for another three for other runs. Yeah, so the Pegasus Turbo, what's the story? What do you wear those for the long run? Uh, so it's a lightweight one. Um, and it's got like the, the Zoom X foam, which is what the, the racing flats have. Um, so I find I get a lot out of it. And then if I am wanting to kind of run fast, which yesterday I, um, I actually kind of wanted to hit it a little bit at the end. So I found those shoes a bit better for that. Yeah, okay. Um, and like when it comes to the diet and the nutrient side of things, it's, I find it really interesting topic just hearing people speak about how they're trying to structure their diet and like their mid-race nutrition mm. and things like that. Just uh, give us a bit of a bird's eye view of, of your approach to it. Like what are some of the key elements you're looking at when you're, when you're um, we'll talk about race day. So what are the, some of the key elements you're looking at on race day like from the night before, like to the end of that race and I guess like the hour after that race. Yeah. Well, so definitely obviously carbo loading. Yeah. Um, so it, it even starts probably 48 hours before where I'm, and even actually in during the taper, I'm kind of keeping my diet similar to what I have been when I'm running a lot anyway. So I'm getting that a little bit extra. Uh, obviously you're not as hungry because you're not training as hard, but then in that, excuse me, last 48 hours, definitely, um, eating extra rice with my lunch, extra, extra rice for a snack or extra rice at dinner. Um, not before I, yeah, for me it's rice. I like, I love in rice. Um, so I'll be eating as much as I can. Um, with, with and it's always pretty plain food as well. Like I might eat like baked chicken or something like that. I'm, I'm not going to go and always have a curry the, the night before a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> probably asking for disaster. <laughs> um, and then I wake up in the morning and again, I have rice. Um, but race day, you have rice. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. How far before your race? Like how long before your race? I try to eat uh, like three, three and a half hours before. Yeah. Um, so I can have a, a decent amount. And then also drinking like Morton. Um, like, yeah, as a as a supplement for for water, even in that for a bit, that last few hours before the race. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, like you wouldn't touch as much water as you would. Yeah. I probably have, I probably have 500 mils of Morton in that last bit. Yeah. Um, and then in the race, I'm having Morton gels. Yeah, so for me, I had Morton gel every 5K mm-hmm. with, um, I would have it taped to a little bottle with just water in it. Yeah. And then so I find having the gel, um, I can like have that. And then with the water, I can choose how much to have. How so, much of the gel or how much, how much of, the, of water. the water? Yeah. So if, if I have a drink that's a carbohydrate drink and you've got 200 mils in it, you're supposed to drink all 200 mils because like, that's like the certain amount, like for, for the carbs that are calculated. Um, but if I just have the gel, then with the water, like you don't always feel like drinking 200 mils when you're running hard and like your stomach's not feeling good. But if you just want to have a sip and rinse your mouth out, that's fine. If you want to have like a few mouthfuls, that's good. So, but yeah, yeah for, for me on the carb side, I try to have about 70 carbs in it, grams of carbs an hour. 70 grams of carbs an hour. Okay. And so that's from like when the gun the gun goes like even that first five k you'll have Morton one. and yep. Yep. Morton's in your water yeah yeah okay and that's all the way through to the finish line all so your way. last drinks at forty k would you yeah 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 um 
yeah, I, I would like to have it at 40. It's like sometimes you get a bit delirious by that stage. I think both marathons I've missed my 40k one because I haven't been concentrating or, yeah. Yeah, and what is it about Morton's? Because I've noticed a lot of people have started speaking about that. Enduro used to, I think when I was running, yeah. that was sort of the, like the more popular kind of supplement or sports energy drink or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so Morton's like this thing that came around a couple of years ago um, and Kip Trogi uses it and it kind of, yeah, that's what maybe I guess made it more famous. But it, it's this new technology they use where it's supposed to be better on your stomach. Um, so it causes less upset stomachs, which is like one of the biggest problems, especially for me. Because um, I've had problems with stitches in the past. So I want something that's easy on my stomach when I'm running fast and trying to drink. Yeah. How do you find it? Because I know a lot, of, a lot of athletes talk about just your general gels. Uh, are they like they're quite heavy in your yeah. stomach. Are you are you practicing? Like it sounds like you've probably had a fair bit of practice now. Yeah. But are you practicing on getting those gels down during your training sessions yeah. and things like that forty three k session that you were telling me about? Yeah, I'll be having one every. Uh, so I'll usually have like someone on the bike with me, and I'll have a drink or a gel every five k um, during yeah. it. So like I, it's, it's like a race. Um, yeah, so I practice what I do there, and then and then. Yeah, during training. So in, in those marathon sessions, I'm drinking pretty much every 15 to 20 minutes and then during my long runs. I usually wait until about hour 40 and then I'll have one every 20 minutes. Oh, so, okay. So during, that's another question I was actually going to ask you. So during your training runs, um, yeah, you wait till the hour 40. Yeah, I just feel like in, in I don't know if that's right. That's just my thing that I, I just wait because when I'm doing a long run and like I might like shuffle out the first 20 minutes, I'm like, I don't really need, I like I probably haven't burned many carbs yet. So it's like I've probably put my body under a little bit of stress and probably my like stomach under a little bit of stress before I start taking it in just to make it maybe, I don't know, train it a little bit better like the race. Maybe. I'm not yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Has, there, has there been any like massive learning curves that you've taken just in the few marathons that you've done where you're like, oh, wow, like, okay, I, I really need to just take a mental note and not do that again or, or really need to do that again? Uh, yeah. So in my first one, I when I was training for it, I remember I did a session and I just like grabbed the drink and probably had maybe, I don't know, 150, 200 mils. And I just like put it all down my throat, drunk it, chucked the bottle. Like I did it in about 10 seconds and I'm like, yep, good. And about like, <laughs> like five minutes later, I was like, got a stitch and I'm like, and I like spoke to some people. They're like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> take your time. And then I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I just thought it was like, just get it down. And then I went and watched um, some marathons and watched people and they, some people take a K to drink it. Yeah. So, so that's what I do. I drink it when I, if I have the drink um, or even the gel, I'll do it pretty slow. So just like kind of do it over a K um, over like, yeah, three minutes and just make sure it's like getting down nice on my yeah. stomach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause uh, I've had that same experience where you, yeah. especially if you have like, I've, I've already taken mental notes for my marathon this year, but, um, but especially if you have waited too long, I think I waited till maybe like a, I think, well, I think I had my first drink, which was, but I was just taking what was on the table, just water yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think I had that at 10K and it was just like, uh, I was just smashing it down. Yeah. But um, this could be a ridiculous question because you're obviously sweating so much during your run, but do you ever feel like like every 5K, that amount of water, like, do you need to go to the toilet or is that purely just replacing the... Yeah, I've never, uh, I, I didn't feel like I needed to in, in any of mine. So I, I guess I must be sweating it out or... Um, but yeah, like, and, and my marathon's always been fairly cold, like maybe 10, 10, 12 degrees. So I don't know. I don't think I'm drinking enough maybe to 
feel I have to go to the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like the um is the is the marathon preparation a lot different to your half marathon preparation, or in, in terms of how you structure that uh, that ten week um, that training block before the race? Like how how different are those two from each other? Yeah. Um. So uh, half marathon training for me and my group is I'd say more. That's more our general training. Um, I think we train, we build a big base of fitness, and, and that's kind of like I'd say Nick's um, theory behind training. Um, so yeah, it's just like normal like eight by k, and then I'll do a twelve k threshold um, on a Thursday, and then like a hilly hard run on a on a sad day, and a good long run on a Sunday. Um, but like nothing's like extreme, and so even the fifteen hundred meter guys do that as well. So, mm-hmm. and, but that's what I was doing before. Um, I like I ran a good half marathon. So, but then yeah, obviously when I get into the marathon, that everything just kind of like. It, so I'd say that yeah, the Thursday, Saturday, Sunday all get boosted. But then my other days, I spend way more time thinking about recovery. So I, if I go out for a run on a Monday, like after doing a hard long run on a Sunday, and I feel like absolutely like shit, I'll just be like, you know what, I'm just going on 50 minutes. I'm going on 45 minutes, and I'll just cut it back mm-hmm. if if I need and run as slow as possible. Um. I, yeah, you just don't, I just stay away from getting too deep in a hole in marathon training and making sure I'm good for those marathon sessions. Yeah. Do you have any sort of uh, like warning signals that light up in like whether it's through pain and needles or just through tiredness that if you're experiencing those in marathon preparation, you're like, oh, okay, like this, I need to adjust my, my how much I'm training or how hard or, or the recovery and things mm. that I'm doing? Usually for me, it comes like I'll just have a shocking session where like I'll, be like feel like i'm feeling okay and then just one day like i look like a completely different athlete like (laughs) um yeah so and then usually if that happens um the next day instead of running say 60 30 i'll just be like i'm just gonna run 30 minutes in the morning 30 minutes evening or 30 minutes in the morning have the afternoon off and just really try to reset my body and like get good food and get enough fuel and get going again so but yeah it's just I just you're obviously going to get really tired in marathon training, but you just don't want to get so deep in a hole that you can't get out of it. Yeah, sure. And uh, for you, like it, it comes in the form of a, a really bad session that when you realise, okay, you've probably you've probably pushed the red line a little bit yeah. too hard. Yeah. All right, just back it off just yeah. for a day or two and see how you respond to that. Yeah. Yeah. Even like so, I ran this ten k. Well, this is just in normal training, but I ran this ten k two weeks ago and. I came to training on the Tuesday and I felt like on the Monday I felt fine and then on the Tuesday I was just like training I was just terrible like I just couldn't keep up and do things that I could usually do like it wasn't even close to that um so then yeah Nick's just like just run really really easy tomorrow like so I think I just ran a 50 minutes just real slow and then he's like if you need Thursday um like let me know but like I was by Thursday I was fine and I was good again so sometimes it just you just need it and it could be mentally as well that because you've got up for a race or got up for got up for a hard session and then it's, it's can take a toll on you and sometimes you just need to have that down day. Yeah, you can just start burying yourself yeah. a little bit. Um, before we do be too far off off topic, so once you've finished that actual marathon race, it's done, um, mm. you've finished, uh, like talk us through what the next sort of 24 to 48 hours looks like in terms of is there any process that you take with, with getting nutrients in straight after the race or it's just like, all right, we're done? Yeah, it's probably just start drinking beers. It's, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I wish I was better. Because, yeah, like, sure. But I think you're just going to be sore no matter what. Uh-huh. And like, I'm not going to run for a few days. So if I'm 
like if I'm very sore or just very, very sore, it's like not too much of a difference. Um, I, I, yeah, the funny thing is I usually feel pretty sick after races. So I, like I, I am wanting to eat a big meal, but I just like don't really feel like it either. So like I'll start eating and it's not feel too good, but yeah, after I don't think I do the best recovery after races. To be honest, <laughs> I usually end up having a few beers and being pretty sore, both in my body and my head the next the next yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine because yeah. what you've just finished that massive training block. Yeah, let alone all the work that went in before it. So it's nice. That's where yeah. You're it's one of the last thing I want to think about is um, recovery and yeah, stuff course. like that. Like I've just been focusing on that for three months. And it's like let's just enjoy myself and like kind of re- reward myself a little bit yeah yeah that's nice man um and in terms of how many marathons you'll run a year do you have a limit or yeah you sort of just experiencing and experimenting yeah. with that a little it's bit? funny because i was like i'm like i could easily i thought i could easily do four but then uh nick's like nah because you need to go if you if if you run too many you're just training the same system and i think you're just going to get slow like you you just always doing long slow training. I, like yeah, you get I'll get good at running three minute k's, three fives, but that I, it starts to get harder. If I can, see at the moment now, I still can run a like a k in two twenty or something like that. Um, but which makes running three minute k's feels a lot easier. Yeah. So I think you need to go for me. If I do two, and then in between that, I can go back touch on that other system, my five k, ten k training that keeps. My marathon, my legs still fast and makes yeah. that running fast. That's why I can run two fifties for a half marathon, like yeah. because I can run, um, like yeah, going through in fourteen ten doesn't feel that fast because I can run close to a minute quicker. Yeah. So some of these sessions that you're doing to hit the hit these other systems, what what kind of speed work are you doing, uh, even like now and in the marathon build up? Because yeah. that's something that I think is ignored yeah. a lot with marathon runners is that the speed component does still have an impact. Yeah. So I, I like, I train with Stewie like um, on a Tuesday. He's getting ready for 5K and I'm getting ready for whatever, half marathon or a marathon. But um, what did we do the other day? So on Tuesday, I did 4 by 2 k where, um, and this is probably actually one of our longer ones, but we had a few quick laps where like the first one's in 70 seconds. Um, per lap the next one i go like 70 65 70 65 70 next one 65 70 65 70 65 then the next one is just progressively quicker where i'm like i'm running 60 seconds for the last lap so but and if you look at that uh, probably in that last rep i would have run like 350 or so for a 1500 in it so like which i think a lot yeah a lot (laughs) of people yeah but like that's uh i think a lot of people go away and don't do that and then wonder why they struggling to run, yeah. When they come down to a five k, and then they feel like they're slow. Well, I don't feel like I'm any slower over five k than I was when I was doing five k training. Yeah, and so how? Often, so your Tuesday. So so, putting it simply, like essentially, you got your long run Sunday, yep. fairly easy Monday. Um, your Tuesday is like a, a session, but a faster one. Yeah, yeah. I would like it's it's not it's not always speed work because like we don't really do that much speed work, but um. It'll be something where you're running, de- for me, definitely quicker than marathon pace. I'll say a lot quicker. Like, um, yeah, so some I'll touch definitely on 20 seconds per K quicker um, for a bit of the session. 20 seconds or – say that again. Sorry, so, so, like- so say um, – well, say if for marathon pace for me, say 72 seconds a lap. Yeah. Um, where I might 
be doing some 62s. Ah, But yes. not for all the session, but just for some yes. of it. Yeah. So yeah. stuff like that. I just touch on it a little bit. And is Tuesday, is that usually on the track? Usually on a grass track. Okay. Yeah. We're on a, we were on a track last Tuesday because the grass track had something on, but yeah. Sure. Okay. But usually, usually grass track. But yeah, track. in Europe, uh, actually we're on a normal track, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. And is that, is that a deliberate move to try and just reduce a little bit of the impact that would come through the legs yeah. on the actual track? Yeah, or? definitely. I think it's just, it saves your body a little bit. Um, and then it's to be honest, I like trying to the grass track because once you get onto a normal track, you're just like, wow, this is like flat and fast. Yeah. So okay. I say, yeah, you're kind of like doing the tough yards in the training and then you get into like, you get tapered, you get into spikes, you get into um, a nice flat track. You're like, okay, now yeah. it's time to run fast. How often are you pulling on the spikes? <sighs> I, uh, <laughs> for me, not often. <laughs> yeah. So when I paced Zatapec, was the last one I wore them, which is December. So, yeah. but I, I, outside of training, once or twice a year. Outside of races, sorry, once yeah. or twice a year. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't do it because... It just makes me sore. Sure, you won't. Sure, you won't put them on in training. Even if we're doing something fast, he was like, "No, I was just doing flats." Yeah, really. Yeah, and when you say flats, are you guys running in the the four percent yeah. or like next percent or whatever? Yeah, 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 next percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like I've I've heard that's like a pretty. It's a pretty mate. Nike have done something so well with those. Like a even just from a like a publicity point of view. Mm. But the athletes that I speak to, I spoke to Sam McIntyre a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and he was like, "Mate, I I tried them on for the first time." before Zatapec, like I did a couple of strides and he goes, I just could not believe how, how comfortable they were. So yeah. um, I know you sort of got to say it cause you're a Nike man, yeah. but you recommend if I'm trying to run fast, like get yourself a pair and, and give them a go. Yeah, definitely. Like, every company does have their, their version of them now, but um, yeah, yeah, I'd say that these Nike ones are, are very good and, and they definitely save your legs um, and, and your feet and your calves. So like when it is getting down to the end of the marathon and, Usually you're getting pretty sore. I think these have that. That's a big part of it that they are kind of saving everything. So that's one thing less to worry about. Yeah, man. I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, but just um, from a like a professional runner's perspective, to so many of these listeners are going to be people who they might be training for their first marathon. They might be uh, quite new to the marathon. I'll put myself in that category. <laughs> what um, like what kind of just general advice would you offer if you had a couple of things just off the top of your head that you'd go all right hey maybe watch out for this or, or or really invest in this area is there anything that stands out to you um yeah i'd, I'd say definitely make sure you uh <laughs> keep fueling your body right um and getting enough carbs and stuff in um so you you can hit these sessions hit these long runs and then and then recover from them as well and then you, you i think people need to make sure they build up that long run and, yeah. and get even you don't have to run the full distance, but getting like at least thirty-five k once or twice in that prep to um, it, it might take a long time, but uh, yeah, I think it definitely you need to your body needs to experience what it's going to be close to. Yeah, sure. And advice specifically to me, so I'm I'm probably still it's six or seven months away till this marathon, but now you'd recommend just Sundays hour forty-five to two hours fifteen roughly. And then maybe like in that time, just really focus on hitting that that distance that you just spoke about just then. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely, you just yeah, even just go. All right, I'm going to run out 45 every week, um, or two hours every week um, for the next whatever two, few months. Yeah. And then you, you just by doing that, even if it's just easy, whatever, you're going to get better at doing it. Like I think getting doing a two hour run, you get a lot out of it, no matter what pace you do, because it's just time on your feet. Yeah. And sure. then. 
And then once you get into that um, that last few weeks, or last say ten weeks, that's when you can maybe focus on a little bit more and getting into that more race um, feeling a little bit. But awesome, man. yeah. I think the other thing as well is like don't be afraid to go easy if you need to, or or recover if you need to. Um, skip an afternoon run, skip a day if your body needs it because. It, you you got to make sure you get to the start line as well. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are just like, just because it's on the program and, and structured doesn't mean it has to stick to it because if you're not going to turn up anyway, there's no point following that program. Yeah, sweet, man. No, that's really good. Well, dude, this is uh, this is the first official member podcast. and yeah, uh, I, I, know, okay. I know I'm going to be listening to that, uh, that was 30 minutes again, mate. You're an yeah, easy bloke to talk flies. to. Um, I'm going to be listening to that in the car on the way home. So uh, I... I Whenever I feel like that about a podcast, I'm like, oh, that was good. Yeah, good. That was good. <laughs> Thanks a lot, brother. No worries.